0: Hi, I'm Kirsty.
1: Hi, my name is Jim.
0: And we're trying to... ESCAPE, escape Hamilton. HAMILTON! And this week we try to escape from the dark side of the room... room.
1: So this episode we recorded a few weeks back, we've got a few of them bottled up. Mm. We did record it before we had our super nice microphones, like you're listening to now, so the audio in the first few episodes is a little wobbly. But we thought the conversations here were so fun that we wanted to put them out anyway. Yeah. As our first episodes.
0: And the sound gets real nice after that. And the conversations stay good. Yeah. The, <laughs> the it, conversations... It's not a trade-off. No. You
1: don't need to swap audio quality for...
0: For conversational quality.
1: Exactly. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to leave us any feedback, you can't. Because we don't have an email or a social media or anything.
0: We might one day...
1: Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know us personally. So just say hi. <laughs> say hi. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye. And now I'll insert a... <laughs>
0: this show
1: is called Survivor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not Saliva. Next time on Saliva. <laughs> 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 We're trying to Escape, escape Hamilton. Hamilton. This week we went to Escape
1: HQ for the first time.
0: Yes, and we did their...
1: Dark Side of the Room.
0: Dark Side of the Room room.
1: The, it, it's called Dark Side of the Room, and it's a room, so it's the Dark Side of the Room room. Yeah. It's like, like the buffalo, 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 mm.
0: buffalo,
1: buffalo. I think that's the right number of buffalo.
0: Oh yes, you did have to get the correct number, otherwise people wouldn't know what you were talking about.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it as a sentence it doesn't make sense if you don't have the correct number of buffalo.
0: I know. I just like you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: this is our first time at Escape HQ, and we'll talk about it in a second. I they used to be called Perplexity. Yes. Um, but obviously changed to Escape HQ for uh, SEO reasons, so that if you search escape rooms,
0: yeah, uh, they'll it, come it, up.
1: Yeah, and people are going like Perplexity but I wanted to do escape rooms.
0: I don't want to be perplexed. I want to be trapped.
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of the same problem that improv shows have. Like, unless you call it something improv, people
0: don't know it's improv. Yeah.
1: Or maybe that's just like what improvisers think. Cause it's like, there's no books that are called words on a page. Mm. And there's no scripted theater shows called like lines written down, then read out.
0: This is a play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I really like the calling it perplexity but they've obviously been operating under that name and decided that it doesn't work and you know fair play mm. that's fine yeah by me I'm not I'm not storming in demanding that they change it back
0: I hope they saw a boost in numbers after the rebrand
1: yeah and yeah. now they're going to see an even bigger boost in numbers yeah after... because of
0: our wired listenership
1: yeah especially in Hamilton <laughs>
0: so shall we talk about the first impressions yeah so yeah. You, you go in and
1: in. the 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 waiting room i found really charming
0: oh yeah there
1: was a little guide of here's how to solve an escape room it had lots of funny little quips in it yeah there was free tea and
0: coffee yes uh, i i found the infographic to be quite unique it was the first place i'd seen that um, gave people instructions on how to do escape rooms in a flowchart form, not just in a, so, have you done escape rooms before? Uh, I liked that a lot.
1: Yeah, it was Mm. uh, very, very well-written.
0: Yeah, and I partook of their free instant coffee because I don't care how it tastes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they had some, like, little mini puzzles up on the walls that I tried to work out, and some of them... So there was one that definitely had a solution, and I think I got it right. And then there was another one that looked like it kind of had a solution, but was maybe a bit easy. Mm. Then there was another one that was just a maze that went in a spiral.
0: You know? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all right
1: at mazes, but even I found that one a bit simple. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I glanced at them. I didn't do all of them, but I feel that um, those puzzles also helped me prepare for what was inside the room because you were looking at kind of a code and there were a few codes in the room so Mm. i felt like that helped me get in the mindset which Mm. i appreciated
1: and how about the coffee did that help you get in the mindset
0: oh yeah well actually did make me need to go to the loo and so maybe that didn't help
1: yeah well it's just added pressure
0: it is added pressure
1: And then before we went in, there was a little video that they played. So rather than being read a list of what to do, what not to do, they had a little animated video that was also quite charming, quite funny.
0: Mm. Um, Oh, the thing that I found really interesting and that I really appreciated about the video was um, it was a cartoon that they'd had produced specifically for Perplexity or when they were called Perplexity. They are now Escape HQ
1: um and there was such great diction on those words escape hq you really you really hit all of them
0: oh thank you so much well consonants are sexy it's so a little shout out to my theater protest
1: professor your theater protester <laughs> my
0: theater protester david o'donnell down with theater <laughs> um, anyway um so the cartoon that they produced um It had a little cast of characters. There were four friends, and all of them had their distinct personalities. But they'd chosen to make all of the friends girls or women. And I found that really cool, because you'd think, oh, the default would be a couple of guys and maybe one girl or a couple of girls, but you would never expect a cartoon to be all women. And so the way they did that felt quite... um, you know, it was like a a deliberate choice to tip the scales, and so I like
1: the shirr of the escape room. World. It
0: was the shirr of the escape room world, yes.
1: So we go into the room, and getting into the room is part of the puzzle as well, which I really enjoy. Mm. Um, I also enjoy a podcast called Escape. This podcast, which is about escape rooms, and one of their Uh, principles is that you should always check the door once you're inside the room but with this one you needed to check the door before you could even get into the room
0: yeah that was great it was delightful
1: it was delightful and i sort of solved it accidentally Yeah, because i was just sort of joking around while we were about to go in and then uh, i accidentally did the solution so i would have looked really arrogant for making some sort of flippant comment and then solving it (laughs) when really i was just trying to be flippant because I like being
0: flipped. <laughs> well, aren't many great discoveries made accidentally? Yeah. Yes. Like gravity. And many Egyptian tombs. And penicillin. Yeah. Many great discoveries. Many great discoveries. Yes.
1: So the room is set in 1978. There's a rock band mm. in a hotel room, and mm. the lead guitarist has gone missing, I think. Yeah. I mean, my memory's a little hazy.
0: Oh, he's dead.
1: Oh, he's dead. He's dead. <sighs> um... Mm. So uh, the room's called The Dark Side of the Room. There was an added element for me of needing to escape because there was a radio that was constantly playing Pink Floyd songs. <laughs> so just a little added incentive to get out of that room because <laughs> I am not a fan.
0: I I can take or leave Pink Floyd. I, I think I know one of their songs. It's Which one? Crazy Diamond? Is that a Pink Floyd song? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know
1: why I asked (laughs) because the only thing that I really like about Pink Floyd is that there's a cover album of Dark Side of the Moon called Dub Side of the Moon Ah. which is all dub and reggae covers of Dark Side of the Moon and that's great and I've listened to that much more than Dark Side of the Moon. (laughs) So the room itself had a really great design it was really yeah. well
0: themed it was um, really anachronistic it really felt like a 1970s hotel room yeah yeah and
1: then they'd gone to a, a lot of effort like the um there was a bed in there and i was like oh we need to strip the sheets off it i was like that's probably too much i'm <laughs> I mean, probably going to make resetting this room a nightmare for whoever
0: we didn't go that far no we, we, we but we looked i under thought the about it
1: <laughs> we did look under the blanket we looked on anyway yeah um And did we find something there? I won't tell. That's up to you. So there were lots of cool elements around the place. And I also really liked that the puzzles throughout the room used lots of elements, used lots of physical elements relating to music. So there were Mm. different instruments Mm. and cases and things that you would find in the hotel room of a rock band.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: And then there were some really nice tech elements as well, but tech... The, the technology in the room was used in a sort of invisible way. Mm. The, the technology was there to support real things that were in the room, like diegetically. Mm. Like it, it makes sense that these things would be in the room, so therefore they are part of the puzzles. And mm. I really like that.
0: Yes. Um, one puzzle that I... Alright, I'm going to explain this very carefully. There was a puzzle that involved getting something out of a box... Um, and that was particularly tricky because the box was affixed to a piece of furniture and um, getting it out of the box would have been a lot easier if you could pull it off this piece of furniture and move it around yourself Um, and so that was it was was potentially a point where I could have completely dropped off the bandwagon there
1: Yeah, I I think it was a dexterity puzzle in a way mm. or like a manipulation, or like object manipulation Yes. Um, rather than an intellectual one mm. and that's why I really like solving rooms with you yeah. is that we sort of tag team in and out it's mm. like, if I can see that you're having trouble with something, I might give it a go if you see that I'm not doing something right, you can come in and give it a go um, and so we can sort of save each other Yes. from becoming infuriated and giving up.
0: Oh, absolutely, because I feel like we have skill sets that, like, sort of fill in the blanks of each other's skill sets. Yeah. Like, you can read and I can't.
1: <laughs> well, that was an interesting thing, is that there are a couple of puzzles in this room that I'm not saying that you can't solve them without having musical knowledge, mm-hmm. but I was able to do them much faster because I did have musical knowledge mm. for some of them. And that was... I. That made me like the room more because it meant that I was good at it. Yes. Well, good at most of it. We we only asked for hints twice, I think. Yes. And there was one of them was because we were being polite, and there was something that wasn't stuck to the wall that looked like it was stuck to the wall.
0: Yeah. And it it had told us quite specifically in the video not to force things, and yeah. so there were a couple of things that I tried to take off the wall, but if something was on the wall, I mostly didn't try and take it off. Yeah, so
1: we I think we tried taking one or two things off the wall, and they didn't work, and so then we didn't try and take other things off the wall, because mm. we had sort of learned that that was a rule of this room, is that you can't take things off the wall. Yeah. Um, so that was a puzzle that we needed to have spelled out for us a little bit. Like yeah. We didn't get the solution, we were just told, actually you can take this thing off the wall. Yes. Um, in our defense. And then there was another one that we didn't quite make the connection between two things, and they were, they sort of pointed out that there was a connection between them. And then we were able to solve it.
0: Yes. Oh, that that particular puzzle was gorgeous. Um, yeah. Because it involved sound. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was actually the one puzzle that didn't really fit sort of diegetically in the room, no, I think. No,
0: but it, thematically. Thematically, it really did. Yeah, because it's a band. They use sound.
1: Yeah. Mm. So I, I really enjoyed the approach that the um, uh, designers must have taken to mm. sort of work through, like, what are all the music-related things? How do we connect them in a yeah a puzzle? And, that was... oh, and
0: rock music-related things. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, there were some really ingenious things there. And mm. hotel rooms as well. That hotel rooms good. as well. There was a phone where you could dial different uh, services, like, you would get in a hotel yeah um, and this is where my one of my two critiques of this room comes in mm. there's a hotel phone where you can pick up and you can dial different numbers for the different services you would find in a hotel like the concierge or laundry or whatever and interacting with those uh in a particular way gives you a, uh is the answer to uh, a puzzle there was one of them that was uh housekeeping where the the voice on the other end of the phone was a pretty racist caricature, mm. and that was really disappointing because so much of the rest of the the whole complex, not just the room but the introduction, and everything is so charming and wholesome.
0: Yes, and, the, and they were even quite progressive yeah. with their introduction video being yeah. all women.
1: Yeah, and and different types of women as mm. well. Um, and then and then this one thing is sort of like ah. Oh, come on yeah really really um and so that just sort of took me out of the room for a a little bit so when we finished the room we got an automatic email saying please send us feedback i will absolutely be sending that feedback and we'll see what they say we'll update you in a future episode in our in our regular mailbag segment (laughs) um so that was one of the issues that i had with the room and then the other one is that uh there are a couple of this is a a bugbear that I have with escape rooms where there's a couple of different combination padlocks that all require the same number of digits so you find a four digit code as an answer to a puzzle and then you've got to go around and try it in every single padlock in the room and bleh that's yeah. not fun
0: yeah it's, it's a time waster yeah, yeah.
1: exactly mm. um, some of the way that the combinations were revealed was pretty exciting oh yeah although there was one where like straight away i found a four digit code but that didn't go in anything no it was it was just
0: that was a red herring but not a i don't th- probably not an intentional red herring. Yeah, yeah i don't
1: think so it was it just happened to be that there were four numbers pretty prominently displayed and it didn't On... really feel like a puzzle so no. it was just sort of like here's four digits um, and so of
0: course we tried them yeah exactly yeah.
1: And then we found out what probably to do with the object that had the four-digit code on Mm. it.
0: uh, Which was very, very complicated. But I I, I didn't
1: realise until we left the room that I had kept in the back of my mind, oh, I'm going to need to try this four-digit code (laughs) on some combination lock. Like, right at the end, that's how we get out, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And speaking of the end of the room, uh, the sort of final victory moment where you put in the final thing and... uh, that was really nicely done. That was, that a little... was
0: great. It was thematic. Yeah. It was diegetic. Yeah. It was magical in a very rock and roll way. Yeah. yeah. It, it was
1: automatic. Mm. It was high dramatic. <laughs> no, yeah. That was really nice.
0: Mm. Yeah. I can see a lot of um, classic rock fans having the time of their life yeah. in this room. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I had a pretty great time as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was uh, a pretty good time all round. I'm going to give it uh, four guitar strings. I'm going to give it four ukuleles. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to give it four bass guitar strings out of five on a five-string bass, bass guitar, guitar. <laughs> taking half a point off for uh, casual racism and half a point off for um, making me try the same numbers on every single padlock.
0: Yeah, I am also going to give it a four lines of cocaine (laughs) out of a possible five. Five is just too much for me right now.
1: (laughs) We did do five lines of coke before we started this podcast.
0: Five lines of instant coffee, baby! (laughs) Kirsty, are you you, you snorting instant coffee? Oh, uh, what in the world could that be?
1: Goodbye! Well, Kirsty has left the room. She's walked over to... Yep, she's... Okay, no, she's climbed out the window. And, okay, I guess I'm hosting the rest of this podcast by myself. Uh, Moral of the story is don't do lines of instant coffee. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, We will see you next time on Escape Hamilton. I don't have a particular way to sign off the episodes. Maybe I will follow Kirsty out the window. Bye! Oh, hi there. It's Jim here. I'm by myself in the studio, just following up on some of the things that we talked about in this episode. So first of all, thank you for listening. I hope you're going to listen to all of our wonderful episodes that we have coming up. We've got a few in the tank and they're pretty good. They're pretty good. But I just wanted to follow up on some of the things that we talked about in this episode. So the first thing is that we said that Perplexity rebranded as Escape HQ, which is kind of true, but it's more true to say that Perplexity sold their business to Escape HQ, who are a company who have a couple of rooms up in Auckland as well, and now operate both sites. And I know this because, uh, like I said, I emailed the owner of Escape HQ and told them about some of my concerns with the racist caricatures in this room, and Gina, the owner, replied to my email straight away, saying that she would look into this immediately. Uh, We talked back and forth a few times, and as I understand it, the rooms were designed by the previous owners, and Gina and her team only took over running them recently, so haven't had a chance to properly go over everything with a fine tooth comb. Gina said she was horrified that we and other people had experienced this. She didn't know it was in the room and was disappointed that she hadn't found out about it sooner and has worked to remove it immediately. So we let her know about it on Saturday and today is Thursday and it has been removed. So uh, good job, Gina, for taking that out. Thank you for doing the right thing. And it's only fair that I bump up my rating of the room that half a point that I took off. So if you go and play it now, it shouldn't have that casual racism in it, but it may still have those padlocks. Oh, the combination locks. Anyway, thank you again for listening. And we look forward to telling you about some of the other rooms that we do in the future. Okay, bye.